part two of session 20 in the low of one. We're gonna continue talking about lifespans and Earth's population. Let's begin. It's a good reminder to know that we're still in the line of questionings that Don had from transition of second density to third density and that early third density experience or how it was back then. We talked about lifespans already and that the ideal and the early times was 900 years. And we're gonna talk about that a little bit more here, but we're also gonna get into Earth's population, which there's something very interesting there that I wanna make mention as we get through the uh, second part of this session 20. So let's go right into the first question that I have for this video. And Don is asking, the way I understand it at the beginning of this 75,000 year cycle, then we have a mixture of entities. Those who have graduated from second density on earth to become third density, and then a group of entities transfer from the planet Mars to incarnate into third density here. Is this correct? Ra says, this is correct. You must remember that those transferred to this sphere were in the middle of their third density, so that this third density was an adaptation rather than a beginning. So I have a notation there because uh, Don seemed to have interrupted Ra's answer after saying this is correct. So he just said, you know, continue. So I don't want to put that part there. So <laughs> that's why I have the notation. Uh, in terms of the question that Don is asking, is the people of Mars. And um, Ra is talking about specifically the people of Mars when they say, you must remember that those transferred to the sphere were in the middle of their third density. So they were. it wasn't just a beginning for them. So it was like a continuation for them, even though they had a, um, a new body and a new um, uh, clean slate, if you will. And they started that way here. So that's what Don is asking there and if it was the people of Mars. So we're gonna continue on this, where Don says, thank you. What percentage of the entities roughly were, who were in third density here at that time were Martian, and what percentage were harvested out of Earth's second density? Ross says, there were perhaps one half of the third density population being entities from the red planet, Mars, as you call it, Perhaps one quarter from second density of your planetary sphere, approximately one quarter from other sources, other planetary spheres whose entities chose this planetary sphere for third density work. Okay, so uh, just a refresher here. We are talking about 50% of the population at the beginning of the, of the 75,000 year cycle were from Mars. The other 25% graduated from second density to third density here and the other 25% came basically from other planets. We know this from session 10 when they talked about um, a planet from the sun Deneb or the star Deneb that came here because their, their sun, there was something with their, uh, the age of their sun or their star that didn't allow them to be um, third density yet. So they moved here and I guess they graduated and they couldn't live just like some people who graduated here in fourth density would move to another planet because the planet is not ready. So 
that's why they're here and other planets at the beginning uh, the influx of souls apparently have changed over time and we've had a massive influx of other types of souls here from other planets and so on but uh, that's beyond the scope of this video so just a quick refresher there half of the people were from mars the other 25 percent were here uh natives if you will from um from second density to third density and then finally uh, because good distinction here just for me you know to be fastidious you know with the information uh, those 25% that came from other planets must have graduated from second density too because that's what we know from session 10 again from the planets that is in the star system Denip. so um, I don't know just curious to know that but 25% from here 25 from other planets and 50% from Mars that's all we got all right let's keep going Don says when they incarnated here, did they mix? Did all three of these types mix together in societies or groups, or were they separated by group or society? Ross says they remained largely unmixed. Don asks, then this, did this unmixing lend to a possibility of separation of group then, or the possibility of warlike attitude between groups? Ross says this is correct. And Don says, did this then help to reduce the lifespan. Ra says, this did reduce the lifespan, as you call it. So, um, again, because of this separation of the different, um, say, civilizations that uh, came out of the people from Mars, the people from Earth, and the people from other planets that I assume there were different tribes or, or groups of people, there was a lot of separation as opposed to all of them coming from the same society and when they encounter each other that's when they started having uh, this warlike attitudes because they were different they looked different and they had different cultures and so on i mean i'm just uh extrapolating a bunch of stuff here and speculating but that seems to be the case um in in this um in this way i'm not sure if this is part of the material i might have read it somewhere else i get confused sometimes so <laughs> forgive me that one but that, this is what reduced the lifespan because we're supposed to, once we become aware of, say, our self-individuated consciousness, we're supposed to see each other as other selves. And the more we see separation, the more this reduces our lifespan, apparently. So, all right, let's go on. We have a couple more questions here. Can you tell me why 900 years is the optimum lifespan? Ra explains. The mind-body-spirit complex of third density has perhaps 100 times as intensive a program of catalytic, catalytic action from which to distill distortions and learned teachings than any other of the densities. Thus, the learned teachings are most confusing to the mind-body-spirit complex, which is, shall we say, inundated by the ocean of experience. Let me make a big pause here, because here is... A lot of a lot of good stuff that we can a nectar if you want to call it this way uh, of information let me repeat that part um, let me find it first <laughs> there is perhaps 100 times as intensive a program of catalytic action from which to distill distortions and learn teachings than any other of the densities basically third density this life this human life experience that we have has over a hundred times, uh, the, no, they don't say over, but I want to exaggerate a little bit and say over a hundred, but close, perhaps 100 times. They say perhaps, so I can get away with saying that. 
the point is that here in third density, we have a lot of work we can do, a lot of potential work we can do. And this is due to the separation that we have, the veil that is in third density. This doesn't, the, the veil is not as thick in fourth density as it is in third density. In fact, it's very, very thin, apparently. So the work that we do here is, is 100 times over than any other densities, meaning that the work that we do here polarizes us in a, uh, a better way. And this makes sense when you think about, especially talking about the 75,000 year cycle, we only have a short amount of time to do this work, whereas we have 30 million years, say, in fourth density, and I forgot how many millions of years in fifth density and so on in sixth density. So there is a lot of work to be done, and I suppose that's why we have these long cycles in other densities to uh, to perceive the experiences as some sort of catalyst that can help us keep polarizing ourselves or potentiating our own work. So uh, that's huge here too. And I'll talk about this in the conclusion of this video because I, I think it's important to know this is the type of information that when you look at it with a, with a magnifying glass, if you want, um, you can see the, the, the real essence that is in, materi in the material like this where they talk about the, and you, of course, you know, connect the dots of what what it is to be in third density. What's the purpose of our destiny here? Uh, what's our origins and all this stuff. You put it into context and you see the privilege that you have to be incarnated right now here and to have this um, this possibility to, to become whoever you're supposed to become and whoever you're supposed to be, not become because you always are. So anyhow, no philosophy there. Uh, I don't want to keep going into it, but just a big, big um, notation that I wanted to make. Let's go on because there's more answer to this question. Rock continues and says, during the first, shall we say, perhaps 150 to 200 of your years, as you measure time, a mind-body-spirit complex is going through the process of a spiritual childhood. The mind and the body, not enough in a disciplined configuration to lend clarity to the spiritual influxes. Thus, the remaining time span is given to optimize the understandings which result from experience itself. Wow. Okay. Another big piece of information here. When they say that in the first, the first perhaps 150 to 200 years, is basically the childhood that we have. And you can think about it also, say, um, if we compare it with our lifespan now, this can probably relate to uh, the first 20 or even 18 years of our life. Think about it, there's a good parallel there. Uh, how we conceive our adulthood, becoming you know mature in, in your 20s or your 18s, whatever, you know, your country's different in all those um, regulations, as we call them. But it, uh, it kind of relates to it because that's the adolescent part of our, uh, our development. So the question is, you know, uh, those 150 to 200 years, are those the, the childhood of our spiritual development? And we're gonna get to a, a, you know, a short answer here when it comes to that, but I just wanted to make that, that parallel there 
when they talk about the childhood being 150 to 200 years of the first. And another thing that is interesting here that you can see is when they say the mind and the body, not enough in a disciplined configuration to lend clarity to the spiritual influxes. So I'm not sure if this means that the configuration of the body and the mind through the experience of those first 150 to 200 years are not, um, say, evolved enough, say, the mind and the body, like they say, it's not evolved enough to perceive the spiritual influxes. Uh, I'm not sure what that means, you know, in terms of our development physically, but it seems to be like we're not ready uh, in 150 to 200 years. So the question, obviously, that you're asking is, who are we? I mean, I'm 38. I'm probably uh, a third of or a fifth, actually, depending on, you know, how we see it, of, not a third, a fifth, math fails sometimes, <laughs> a fifth of my adolescent, so am I a baby? It's a good question. We're going to answer it a little bit, or get, you know, try to try to answer it wishfully. Um, but let's go on. Then Don asks, then at present, it would seem that our lifespan is much too short for those who are new to third density lessons. Is this correct? Ron says, this is correct. Those entities which have in some way learned, taught themselves the appropriate distortions for rapid growth can now work within the confines of the shorter lifespan. However, the greater preponderance of your entities find themselves in what may be considered a perpetual childhood. That last part kind of hurts, but it's true. We are in a perpetual childhood of spiritual childhood because of our um, conditioning in society, our disconnection to the metaphysical or spiritual world, if you want to see it that way. Um, but that's, uh, that's basically where we are. However, and this is the silver lining, I suppose, to, to this bashing of our age and our spiritual development is that um, they say those entities which have in some way learned, taught themselves the appropriate distortions for rapid growth can now work within the confines of the shorter lifespan. That means that those of us who have taught ourselves, and this seems to be over time in our incarnations, it's not something that we teach ourselves in this, um, this soul iteration of the self, but over time in the different incarnations, we have taught ourselves how to become this. And this is the response that you're seeing. I, I want to make just a speculative uh, parallel here. And you can see the, uh, the percentage of awareness that is in the planet right now, just awareness of the world itself, the control system and, ev and everything else that we live in. All those things that have been considered for years, the, the dark forces, all those things that we don't want to be a part of. And I trust that there are billions of people, billions of people who are naturally positive people. And they, they have come here programmed to be a positive entity, but they are still unaware. So uh, perhaps the majority of them are not in, uh, in the right uh, preparation for, for, th for this part. And that's why we can see the percentage of people aware of this stuff is like very, very small and why we're still in, in this control system, even if the dark forces have, uh, have left in some way uh, the vicinity of our planet and our solar system, 
and there's more positive influxes right now, we still perpetuate the system. So I uh, just wanted to make a parallel there because, you know, it's um, it's it's the way that Ra answers that over time we have taught ourselves to, um, to say, have a, a spiritual growth that can just spark like this and just become. This comes in mind with people like, say, Drumvolo or uh, Eckhart Tolle. They have become aware of themselves, uh, say, Matthias De Stefano. These people have all of a sudden remember everything and they have, um, they just pierced the veil in that way and they became just uh, iterations of themselves from the higher uh, preparation that they had. So, just a couple of things here that I, I like to speculate and just seems interesting. So, anyhow, let's go on, continue with this video. And Don says, Thank you. Now, Back in the first 25,000 year period, or major cycle, what type of aid was given by the Confederation to the entities who were in this 25,000 uh, year period so that they could have the opportunity to grow? Ra says, the Confederation members, which dwell in inner plane existence within the planetary complex of vibratory densities, work with these entities. There was also the aid of one of the Confederation, which worked with those of Mars in making the transition. All right, small remark here when they're talking about the entity of the Confederation that uh, worked with those of Mars, it's Yahweh. We talked about Yahweh in session 16 and session 18. So go check it out if you haven't and you want to know more about Yahweh. And that's the Old Testament God and so on. Uh, there was a little uh, confusion there in session 16 and I clarified in session 18 so you should watch both if you're interested in Yahweh. So the other thing is that the Confederation members which dwell in our inner plane existence within the planetary complex of vibratory densities work with these entities. This means the entities that live in our inner planes to me that's how I see it. Um, say Corey Good has talked about the Anshars. There are other um, sub-densities that are not physical. The Anshars are physical. And they seem to reside into in a fourth density vibration. Uh, there is also the, like I said, the sub densities, the angels, and all the other um, angels, guardians, uh, ancestors, and so on. They have worked over time. I'm not sure if ancestors apply there because there's the uh, the beginning of the seventy five thousand year cycle. But certainly, entities like angels, uh, entities that we call angels. Um, they are they're definitely living there or existing in those planes uh in eternity so they're just there helping but there was little help and rod's gonna explain a little bit more so let me not linger too much here and rod continues and says for the most part the participation was limited as it was appropriate to allow the full travel of the workings of the confusion mechanism to operate in order for the planetary entities to develop that which they wished in shall we say freedom within their own thinking. It is often the case that a third density planetary cycle will take place in such a way that there, are need, that there need be no outside, shall we say, or other self-aid in the form of information. Rather, the entities themselves are able to work themselves towards the appropriate polarizations and goals of third density learned teachings. Well, that was certainly not the case here on Earth, for sure. Um, so. Um, Ra was explaining that there was, um, let me go back and read a little bit more of that part. Something there was something interesting there. 
and when they said for the most part the participation was limited because you were supposed here in third density to figure it out for yourself when you come here when we incarnate say at the beginning of the 75,000 year cycle entities say like the ones not like the ones of mars they just came here and they were halfway or who knows uh, how far they were in their third density experience and they came here uh, but say an entity that came from second density to third density, they're supposed to figure it out for themselves. The confederation or other outside external aid is not present or very minimal because they're supposed to work it out themselves. This is through the veil, something we'll talk about way in the future in the law of one. But the veil is basically something that uh, the creator made for the third density to be a lot more, a uh, hundred times uh, more potent than other densities and this is because of the action of not recognizing our connection with the creator which before the veil was accessible and uh, all the time you wouldn't forget you would know right now you would know other selves as being part of you and your decisions were not really uh, potentiated by by the difference of each other because you knew that we were all one sort of thing uh, this is why also I suppose in fourth fifth and sixth density appropriate for this video and this session, there is very little work compared to here, third density. So that's what they're talking about here. At the beginning, they just leave them, uh, all the people in, seven, in third density, and they're supposed to figure it out. So that's the one part that I wanted to make a remark. And then um, there is the other part that, yeah, they just leave them and they work towards the appropriate polarizations and goals of third density, learn teachings. That's it. Um, they're supposed to figure it out and they're supposed to do their own, say, direction, create their own direction in here because that's the purpose of this. This is a simulation for the newly acquired, say, spirit or soul um, or spiritual mass that accumulates of awareness of itself, tries to make its way into their own direction to uh to whatever you know it will be positive negative and if it's positive in which way if it's negative in which way so that's basically it let's move on to the next question don says i will make this assumption then if maximum efficiency had been achieved in this twenty-five thousand year period the entities would have polarized either towards service to self or service to others one or the other this would have been this would have then made them harvestable at the end of that 25,000 year period to either service to self or service to others type of four density in which case they would have had to move to another planet because this one would have been in third density for 50 more thousand years is this correct ra says let us untangle your assumption which is complex and correct in part the original desire is that entities seek and become one if entities can do this in a moment, they may go forward in a moment. And thus, were this to occur in a major cycle, indeed the third density planet would have been would have would be vacated at the end of that cycle. Okay, let me make a pause because I forgot how to read and I need to make a refresh on that. Uh, but no, there's um, uh, Don is asking if at the say at the the first twenty five thousand year everybody would have polarized say to the positive or negative and they would have been harvested then it was over and then Ra says yeah basically that's uh, that's correct and that the original desire is for the set the, the third density cycle whether it be in 25,000 years or in one year 
or in, a, in an hour, in a second, it could be any time, they become one. Oneness is the, the purpose of this. Oneness in negative polarization or oneness in, um, in, in positive. In that case, they would move together. It doesn't mean they have to, uh, to, uh, to be service to others, say, in the negative polarization. They, become, they can become one big society. One word comes to mind, uh, the new world order or one world order or whatever, you know, that seems. That's a very uh, feasible way to polarize ourselves if we were inclined for that. But we're not. And that's why the old system is collapsing in that way. Now, back to the idea of, um, say, um, moving forward in, into, in this aspect. And that, that's what it means. It means that we accomplish that. We, we become one and that oneness uh, manifests in that way. So I think that was a very important thing to mention. Let's go on. Question. The answer keeps going. So Rock continues and says, It is, however, more toward the medium or mean, shall we say, of third density developments throughout the one infinite universe that there be a small harvest after the first cycle, the remainder having significantly polarized, the second cycle having a much larger harvest, the remainder being even more significantly polarized, the third density, or the third cycle, culminating the process and the harvest being completed. So that's how it usually happens. It is, you know, that's, that's the, the, I would say the, the standard. <laughs> in the first cycle, there is a, uh, a small harvest, the remainder being significantly, I, I think I've heard uh, percentages being, I'm not sure where the, this came from, but I know the percentages being something like 20 something, I think it's in the raw material, I forget. But it's, um, it, there's something about 20 or 30% of the population gets harvested, then it's about 60% of the population, and then the remainder in third, uh, the third cycle is like very small, and they just uh, finally get harvested. We are not at that point. That's very curious. Um, we can we can sit down and, and think of why, but uh, we're not at that point. Just a reminder again, uh, we graduated zero at the first, at the end of the first cycle, I think over 120 or 130 people at the end of the second cycle. Now we just have billions of people waiting to be harvested. Uh, it's gonna be a fun process. So, all right, let's go on. Don says, very good. Then was the Confederation, shall we say, watching to see and expecting to see a harvest at the end of the 25,000 year period in which a percentage would be harvestable for density positive and a percentage harvestable for density negative. Ross says, this is correct. You may see our role in the first major cycle as that of the gardener who, knowing the season is content to wait for the spring. When the springtime does not occur, the seeds do not sprout. Then it is that the gardener must work in the garden. And I am sorry to keep making jokes on this, but it seems like we're in the winter already. Winter has come and we're still unharvestable. Uh, but again, just to explain that, uh, or to talk about this answer, Ron is talking about the same idea. I mean, they don't touch anything in the first cycle they just you know they just wait and as the gardener they wait for the spring when the springtime does not occur then is when they start working they started working say in the second cycle and then in the third cycle a lot more 
to be uh, fully serious with this question, actually not too serious, but again, just to be more into context here, you can see the parallel of how this works because over time, that's what happened. In the first cycle, very little minimal assistance was done, influence from others, um, other entities external to us. Then in the second one, there was a little bit more. And then in the third, you have seen that they even uh, built pyramids. They gave us information. Even 80 years ago, they gave us nuclear uh, energy. They gave us uh, free energy through Tesla. They gave us uh, this reciprocal system through Dewey Larson. I mean, they have been giving us technology through UFOs. They have been giving us tours of our solar system through UFO abductions, which is just like a nice little tour that people got just a little you know parenthesis there most of the abductions that people talk about are actually uh pleasant experiences not the ones that they portray and tv and so on so i mean they have been acting and working a lot in this garden but i don't know what's going on with this garden <laughs> it's an anomaly something's happening but that makes it even more better uh or better it makes it even more fun uh, it's just it's a very strange place no wonder why there are so many ETs or interdimensional beings watching Earth and um, just expecting the best of us again. I know we like to joke that they're just watching for fun and they're laughing at everything. I'm sure there are. I mean, we are, we're, we're funny creatures if you think about it. But um, again, I'm not going to uh, keep derailing myself here. So last question. Let's go for it. Don says, am I... To understand, then, there was neither harvestable entities of positive or negative polarity at the end of that 25,000 years. Ra says, this is correct. Those whom you call the Orion group made one attempt to offer information to those of third density during that cycle. However, the information did not fall upon the ears of any who were concerned to follow this path to polarity. And this is how we end the session. We, not the session, the video. We still have part three, which actually is going to continue from this same question where they say that there was influence from the Orion group and how they did it. Spoiler alert, it's the Nazca Lines and Eastern Island, the Stoneheads. So we're going to get into that in the next video, last part of session 20. Now, my conclusion, and one of the things that I want to take out from this video, for practical reasons, us here on Earth, humans, uh, not traveling through time and all this stuff, we are at the point, uh, the end of the cycle, the master cycle, the 75,000 years, which is a good reminder of that. Second is that we haven't been harvestable for a long time. Um, this, um, I don't want to talk about, say, wanderers and so on. Uh, that just it's just part of the mix of what we're doing to say help the planet ascend because the planet is ascending no matter what it's a mechanism that's happening and it's going through it we are here to help that and everybody who feels in resonance with trying to help and raise awareness of unity raise awareness of what seems to be the most simple concept that we are the same we cannot see each other separate from each other. This is old conditioning from our society. This is old conditioning from our third density experience that sees us separate. We cannot continue this way. So if you're in this path, if you are following these um, this ideas, these philosophies, then you have a reminder of this video and this part of the session 
a hundred times the catalyst available to you to potentiate yourself and become who you already are, but you're denying yourself too. So all of this is to say that we are at the end of the cycle. We're here to help the planet ascend. And the only way to do it is to be yourself. Very simple, but it's really hard. I'm going through it myself. Don't think I'm an illuminated being here. I haven't achieved Nirvana yet. Probably won't achieve it this lifetime. Uh, but the purpose is that we work towards that Nirvana, work towards that unity of consciousness, work towards that seeing each other as the same people, just reflecting upon each other who we are and knowing ourselves even more better. Um, so key things to remember, know yourself, accept yourself, become the creator. Ra said it, I repeat it, and you should say it to yourself every single day. I say, you should go to bed every night being grateful to have had a, another day and say, I am ready to die tonight and wake up every day amazed that you're alive and say, well, I was given another day. This is awesome. I'm going to make the best out of it. So be ready to die at night and be very, very grateful when you wake up. That's it. That's all the philosophy I got for this video. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, the Awakening, the Great Awakening series is running to parallel to this Law of One. Uh, I hope to see you there too because we're talking about these aspects. I talk about certain things of the Law of One, obviously, because it's part of the Awakening process. But I'm also talking about the control system at this point. And I'm talking about the our nature as spiritual beings or interdimensional beings as well. And of course, the ascension of the planet. Those are the three key things I'm talking about there. So hope to see you there. Subscribe if you haven't. And that supports the channel pretty well, if believe it or not. So thank you so much again for watching. And I'll see you in part three of session 20, the law of one.